Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Holla holla, Pete. How are hey. you? Uh, I'm alright, mate. How you doing? Um, I'm alright. I'm on a I'm on a high uh, mm-hmm. after after yesterday's uh, success with my music video. Although there was one guy who said he didn't like me, and that I was a tryhard, and so that's all I've been focusing on um so i'm i'm just i'm spiraling basically yeah um, no, sounds about right yeah i mean isn't that sort of the point to be a tryhard to make the best possible content that's the point of it you'd right? have thought so wouldn't you yeah uh, yeah you'd have thought so but um apparently you you shouldn't try hard uh no. you should try not hard uh, so next time, if I ever lose again, I'm just going to sit on a chair and sing it without any backing track. Mm-hmm. Um, no backdrop, no editing. I'm just going to yep. sing it. And if, I'm, and if I mess up during the song, I'm just going to keep going. Yep. Doesn't matter. Then you won't be a tryhard that way, mate. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, must say, very good video. Thoroughly enjoyed it, mate. If you haven't seen Andy's music video punishment, it's probably the best one we've done so far. I want to say, it's uh, Andy doing Kelly Kelly. Um, didn't seem like much of a punishment for you, though, mate. Get the feeling you rather enjoyed it. I mean, did you did you enjoy it when you did Tyler Breeze? No, no, I hated it. Why, why not? Why? It's just, it's just. If you can't make fun of yourself, then who can you make fun of? everyone else um (laughs) um no i I, it was i didn't mind doing the whole green screen stuff and leading into the the breeze character is when i had to go out into like the office with everyone else that you know we see on the day-to-day basis in the building because you know this was before lockdown 
and then we were, everyone was just seeing me and my Tyler Breeze get up. I was like, don't really like this, if I'm honest. Because people yeah, who don't that... know what we do are going to be like, what is he wearing? Why is he doing that? If, yeah. if people have seen the music video, then they'll notice that quite a lot of it was filmed in a car park. That is the University of Surrey car park, where there were quite a lot of students driving around. Uh, there was a man teaching his child how to ride a bike who stopped teaching his child how to ride a bike just to stare at me for a while mm-hmm. because he was clearly confused as to why there was a pimp in the university uh, car park <laughs> with a drone and his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, quite the story. Um, but yes, please, if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. It is very, very good. Uh, it's over on Wrestle 2 or it's part of uh, Friday's, at the end of Friday's WrestleTalk News video as well. So plenty of ways to watch it. Um, but for now, let's get into talking about SmackDown, um, where we're going to be talking about first that King Corbin has got two new cronies flanking him once again. It's a new mid-card vortex, but this time I don't think it's too bad. Here's the show. First, quick disclaimer, Andy's internet's been really pants today. So if he cuts in and out and we stop being in sync when we're talking and all that stuff, sorry, we'll just have to deal with it. Um, But yes, the first thing we'll have to talk about today is uh, King Corbin, because uh, on last week's show that we actually spoke about, it looked like the Mysterios were turning heel for some reason, and they just started getting involved in Corbin's match. He asked for a rematch for this week, but this time he was going to be prepared. And being prepared this week meant that he was flanked by Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler of the former Forgotten Sons, who uh, before Mm. were uh, in the faction alongside Jackson Riker. They came out clean-shaven this time. They had, like, suits on with a hood or something to that effect. They looked a bit weird, but they were there, um, and they they didn't say a word. They were just very stoic the whole time. Uh, during the course of the match with Corbin and uh, Murphy, Corbin then like signaled for them to to go. He started you know waving his hand at them. So then they just started attacking Ray and uh, Dominic on the outside, which forced Murphy to get involved. Uh, they run into the ring. Murphy chases them, runs straight into an end of days from King Corbin, and Corbin picks up the win. Um, it it feels like it feels bad when you see King Corbin flanked by two people. There's an automatic, there's a a Pavlovian response for people to just be like, "Uh oh, mid card vortex again." Let's not do this again. That that would be great. However, I'm more optimistic for Blake and Cutler. Firstly, because I'm just I'm happy for Blake and Cutler that seems like the Forgotten Sons have just been quietly disbanded and they're not gonna do that again which is good for them so that they're not painted with the same brush as jackson Riker, and also because i actually think they're quite good and they have an opportunity to do something it might not be the best thing but it's an opportunity for them to do something on the main roster at least yes uh yeah you you kind of had flashbacks to uh to page coming out and going and i didn't come alone and then start absolution with with maddie rose and tony deville but yeah i i'm really happy to see uh, that they're no longer with Jackson Riker. Uh, I'm sure we've. I'm sorry, I've said my piece in the past about Jackson Riker. Basically, it's the same feelings I have with Lars Sullivan. Not nice person. Better. I, I prefer it when he's not there. Uh, and in fact, 
where's Lars Sullivan? Um, so he seemed to have disappeared as well. Uh, maybe they can start their own tag team of awful people. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I I think a lot of people might see our uh, our thumbnail and go, oh no, not another one. But actually, if it had to be anyone, I'm glad it's these guys because it adds a new tag team, which is needed. Um, I know it's a trios, but like it'll be kind of like they'll be the tag guys and Corbin will be the singles guy as usual. Um, they are people who actually need to be kind of given a bit of a, a sort of rub. I know you might not think that Baron Corbin gives a rub, but it's better than where they were before, which was nowhere. Um, and honestly, a mid mid card is fine for them for the time being. Um, neither of them are going to be big single stars. So I think a kind of mid card tag team who will now and then challenge for the belts, maybe hold the belt sometimes um, is the kind of perfect situation for them to be in. And it's not just three random guys. Pete, you are staring into my soul. I'm just, I'm, I'm just vibing. I'm just here, man. Okay. I'm just sitting here. I'm just nodding. I'm good. Anyway. Right, cool. Um, sorry, it was distracting <laughs> me. Uh, anyway, let me say my thoughts then, because yeah, I much like you, I'm I'm quite pleased for them to be able to do something, and I think I, I wouldn't rule out that like just straight away, well, they're not going to be big singles guys, so the mid card is fine, because I I don't know, I've not really seen enough of them to make that that judgment call necessarily, mm. but I think for them right now, definitely this is like a good spot for them, and I think for the limited stuff they did on this show, they actually did it pretty well. Like when they started attacking Ray and Dominic, I was like, Jesus, like they, they yeah. like just charged at them and just like, just went ham. I was like, Oh, they're actually they're not, not bad kind of thing. It was a good, like it was a good attack. So yeah, I I'm actually optimistic about a Corbin trio. Plus it means that, you know, Corbin gets to to boss around some people, and it means that Corbin might not be in as many matches. He might just be more at you know at ringside and kind of directing people around, which is fine. That's what Corbin is actually pretty good at. That's what he does. He just he's he's a good mouthpiece. So yeah, my my main takeaway from this segment was, I mean, I'm a man who likes to wear pink, but <laughs> what the hell? was Dominic Mysterio wearing? I, I looked at it so many times, but I could not figure out what it was. It had it, a high neck. So, so it was, it it was, was a fluorescent pink turtleneck, right? Right? I think so. The, but it just looked really hmm. weird. Yeah. But it was like... I mean, it I'm was not like a fashion Offensively shade, pink. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've got... Actually, I've got a... A golf shirt that I wear, and like uh -huh. this is pink. This is pink. But, it's, like, this, it's pretty this, similar pink. But, but this shirt was like was hurt your eyes. Um, yeah, to it was look quite at. something. So, it was his best cosplay I mean, of a flamingo. I mean, I I can't really I can't really shame anyone for fashion because I don't have any. Um, but so, yeah, unusual decision. But it was <laughs> let's, weird. Let's move on. Yeah. Um. But what I will say, as as quote unquote optimistic as I am about um Blake and Cutler. I will say that it feels like the story they use to try and introduce Blake and Cutler feels quite like unnatural with them just being like, well we're gonna have the Mysterios just change what they do so Corbin can have a gripe to bring in these new guys instead of making a natural fit for Corbin to need backup. They just kind of 
changed how some people wrestled to give Corbin a reason to need backup, which didn't quite gel with me. But having said that, I kind of like the outcome, so I can't complain too, too much. Um, There's some stuff that even without a bit of story, it still works. Raquel Gonzalez in NXT just joined Dakota Kai. I don't think we've ever learned why she joined up with Dakota Kai, but it was good. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, So, yeah. I thought it was okay. Murphy got a loss, but it was okay. He was he was very protected in defeat, so yes. that's fine with me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not been over to our Patreon page yet, you should, uh, especially because by the time you guys are watching this, the poll for WrestleTalk Extra for uh, uh, December will have gone live. So you guys get to vote on what pay-per-view gets to be reviewed. There's loads of awesome suggestions for the month of December that loads of people want to watch so go over there and vote if you want to get involved uh but if you pledge at the 25 dollars tier or above you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to the mayor of painesville dan Woo! Oh, thank you yeah thank you. the blacksmith jason smith Woo! yes thank you very much the british bulldog philip boy j smith jr Woo! oh yes. yeah ryan disco stewart Woo, yes, thank you very much. He can last, Sean, for longer than you in the ring. Hey, oh. thank you very much. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Woo, oh. thank you. 
He's no jackass, Dano. Woo! Thank you very much. The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Woo! Thank yeah. you very much. Rob Steiner Recliner. Woo! Thank you very much. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Woo! God, me today. And finally, Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Um, but now let's get on with the review of the rest of the show, uh, which started with Kayla Braxton having an interview with Roman Reigns in the ring. The most awkward interview ever? It was not good. Um, with her calling out, she brought out Roman Reigns and she did like a full introduction of him being like he's five-time heavyweight champion, Royal Rumble winner, former United States Intercontinental champion, head of the table, best of the best, but 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 Roman Reigns. Shame he came out. Yeah, and he came up with Jay and Paul Heyman. And then uh, she didn't say he was the tribal chief, which he got mad at. So then Paul Heyman had to reintroduce Roman with the tribal chief and the best of the best and all that jazz. And then she introduces a video package from last week with uh, Roman, the Roman and Jay story from last week. And then Roman Reigns goes absolutely ham on her for asking something like, are you afraid of Kevin Owens? And he's like, why would you ask that? you moron and just goes goes in on Kata Braxton just being like you have one chance to get in the ring with me the head of the table this is the biggest thing you've ever done in your career and you're gonna waste it on a question like that it was like all right Roman Jesus what, what you didn't see is that he speared her in the ad break um <laughs> yeah no it was yeah it, poor Kayla who I know yeah I mean is is it is it a, a diminutive figure already but she just looked so small extra room kind of cowering like i'm sorry yeah. for, i'm sorry for doing my job yeah um and that this is his this is his character like he does the same with jay which is it it's that bully who tries to justify themselves which i'm sure sure people have seen at school and stuff like that it's kind of you know you deserve this like it's yeah. that kind of sadistic hey if you weren't if you weren't being stupid I wouldn't have to do this. Like exactly that, yeah. Jay, if you weren't calling out people on my behalf, I wouldn't be punishing you. It's mm -hmm. it's that yeah, it's it's I don't I don't want to get too dark with it, but it's kind of like that kind of abusive relationship where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, I may be hurting you, but I'm doing it for this reason. It was genuinely a couple points on this show where it legit made me uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is really like borderline of like real, like abusive relationship here. Like there was a point later on because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll skip to this bit now because Kevin Owens comes out after a while. He made a challenge for them tonight, which is weird because they'd already announced the main event of being Kevin Owens and Otis versus Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. So we knew he was going to accept that anyway. And then he also does a challenge for TLC in a TLC match for the Universal title. Cool, good stuff. Jey Uso then accepts on behalf of Roman because he doesn't learn his lesson from Roman um, and says, yeah, well, obviously we're going to accept we don't back down from anyone. Backstage segment afterwards, uh, then uh, Roman says to Jay, um, 
Uh, J- Jay was saying to Roman, sorry, that he's like, I know I overstepped my line again. I'm sorry. It's just like he was disrespecting us. He was disrespecting me and he doesn't fear us. So I just, I had to jump in. You know, I got too hot. I'm sorry. And Roman was just like, hey, it's fine. I love you. There will be consequences. I was like, those two things don't go together of like the, I love you and that there will be consequences. I'm like, oh, well, that's manipulative. Yeah. You say that. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. I'm sorry. I love you. That's here's different. Your, here's your career. Bye. That's that's different, and you know it. Um, no, and then th- there was a, there was a bit in the main event which we'll get to later, which was just uh, the second bit that made me uncomfortable. We'll, we'll get to it later though, because that's a whole uh, an actual big talking point. Um, then after that, we got um, Bailey versus Natalia, which was my least favorite part on the show because it's to build Bailey versus Bianca Belair which is a few I'm still I'm interested in. And I want to see them have a very good match. And I want to see Bianca win and go on to be a next kind of big star on SmackDown. Great. Bianca was on commentary, wearing some very fancy glasses. And um, Bailey was kind of, during the course of the match, was focusing too much on Bianca. She was hitting a move on Natalia, and then she trash-talked Bianca from the ring. And then Natalia just comes back, and they wrestle for like a minute of them just hitting moves. She locks in the sharpshooter, and then Bailey just taps. And I was like, wait, so, so there's no distraction from Bianca? There was no, like, she's mouthing off to her on the apron and then Natalia rolls her up or anything like that? It was just, she, she just taps. I was like, so now that's just made everything worse. Because if Bianca beats her, she's beaten a loser, whoop de do. But if Bianca loses to her, she's losing to a loser. This didn't help anyone because Natalia doesn't really benefit anything from the win because Bailey hasn't won a match since August or something like that. It's been a long time since Bailey's won a match. What was the point of this? I feel like they were trying to tell a story and they didn't. Yes. I mean, I, I yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I know. They, they, I think the way they should have really done this is. Bailey was so distracted by Bianca that she almost lost to Natalia. Yes. Like, yes. like there could have been like a, a second where they did a roll up and it was really close near full, but then Bailey's like, oh crap. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, then they've got to focus now, then beat Natalia. But then she's kind of in that, oh man, Bianca's really getting in my head. But no, she just locked in the sharpshooter, a rubbish sharpshooter. And Bailey tapped pretty quickly. Um, yep. Not long after having like been in the bank statement for ages and not tapping, she goes, oh, actually, no, my legs are a bit sore. Don't fancy this. I, I don't know. I guess the other story they could tell, which they shouldn't, is that Bailey was like, oh, well, I, I don't care about Natalia. Just, I just want to get out of this match. I, 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 I'll just tap to get out of it. But that would be stupid. Um, that would be stupid. But yeah, I don't really see how they're going to get around this. I mean, is Natalia going to come out next week and go, look how great I am. I'm Natalia. Is this somehow going to build to Natalia being Sasha Banks' next challenger? guess that would make sense. Um, after Because I don't think Carmella's going to beat her. Um, yeah, it it was me- it, it didn't really makes sense which is a shame because no. a lot of the women's stuff in the last few weeks has been really good yeah. uh, and i was really looking forward to a, a bailey uh bianca Belair feud but 
not like this. No, I'm still looking forward to the match. I think their match could mm. be very good, but it's just it doesn't mean as much if Bianca wins now because Bailey Bailey was the champion for over a year, and now you've taken yeah. away. They're trying to like actively make her not special anymore. She should still be a featured attraction, even if she's not your top champion, and she's not anymore. They're just taking all the the shine off of her, um, which is not a good idea in my book. Um, there were several, we'll talk about them all now, but there were several um, Pat Patterson tribute videos throughout the night. They were all great, really heartwarming yeah. stuff. Amazing stuff. Like Pat was such a, a huge part of WWE success. And, you know, it, it's great to see him, uh, you know, immortalized in a way um, through through this. It was really heartwarming, really good. Even Michael Cole did his, um, did Pat Patterson's classic, like rib that he always did on people. Of uh, of going up to someone and being like, oh, do you know who's been talking about you? And they go, who? And he goes, absolutely no one. That was always Pat Patterson's thing. Even Michael Cole did that on commentary, which was nice. Um, and they did a Pat Patterson tribute match uh, after that as well, which had the first Intercontinental Championship that Pat won uh, in 1979 out at ringside, which was great. And they had six former Intercontinental cha- or current Intercontinental champions out uh, in a six-man tag match, which was Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and Big E versus Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the current champion, Sami Zayn. Um, and this was a fun match, topped off by Big E's got new music, everybody. Wow. Mm. Yeah, new music. And the chalk is back, everyone. Doing the big clap with the big chalk mm. cloud coming out. I was like, ooh. It's like nostalgic. I, I quite like seeing it back. Uh, the new music is good. It's going to take a while for me to get used to him not having the New Day's music and not the iconic, you know, oh, place that we're in. Yes. Uh, it's going to take a while for me to get used to that. But I think this is a good song. And it's done by Wale, who's our best mate. Best, so. is our best friend. Yeah. Uh, so we, no. I have no... Yeah, no, I... It's. I think it's. Yeah, like you said, it's gonna be weird, but I think it's the right decision because yeah. they did need to distance him because otherwise he's just still. Oh, he's the big guy. He's the, he's the he's the funny big guy from the New Day, but now he's actually Big E, not yes, not Big E of the New Day. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, and the match itself I thought was really fun. Um, there was just a lot of really fun fast paced action. There was loads and loads of like counters and people coming in and out of the match. Just really like fast paced back and forth action the whole time really like some really cool spots where uh Rey Mysterio went for like his rolling bulldog that he does and Sammy just caught him and did a blue thunder bomb there's a nasty looking brain buster not on the apron this time thank god um but then Sammy Zayn took the pin which I was like again he's the champion there's two other people right there who are not being protected in Dolph and Shinsuke you can make an argument for Dolph because him and Rude beat Street Profits last week Shinsuke ain't being protected. I mean, he could take the pin. I mean, these are these are big names. You know, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and Big E. Having a loss to one of those guys isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, I don't know. It just feels a bit weird that they're making Sammy take the pins all the time because he's supposed to be really smart. I don't know. Mm. Didn't sit right with me. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, like you said, there, there are other people who could quite comfortably, I mean, they even then just spent the the end of the match just beating up Dolph Ziggler. So why not pin yeah. Dolph Ziggler and then just beat him up? Because he, yeah, he, he's not important at the moment. He's not being pushed in the tag division. He's not being pushed. Uh, well, he's kind of being pushed in the tag division, but really doesn't matter. Like he's not. Th- this was 
a match that was so unimportant to storylines because it was what it was. It, it was it was a tribute. It was a house that, show match, is what yeah, it was. It didn't really matter what the outcome was. However, and because of that, don't pin your champion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you could make the argument that because it it's a tribute match and it doesn't matter too much, that it doesn't matter that Sammy got pinned. But it kind of does because the story yeah. still continues regardless of if it's the, the tribute match or not. But yeah, big house show vibes at the end of this. Three baby faces get back in the ring. Dolph's all alone. Uh, it's a big, oh God, I've forgotten the name of the move. Atomic drop onto onto Dolph, who spends ages selling around the ring and then drops onto the second rope in perfect position for a 619, uh, which, you know, it's it's just house show comedy nothingness. Yeah. It's just baby faces beating up a heel. It, it was fun. Uh, it was fine. Um, after that, we got uh, Kayla Braxton backstage with Kevin Owens. Uh, and Kevin was saying, you know, I used to look up to Roman, but now I don't know whether it's Heyman getting it in his ear or what. Uh, but he's like, he's changed. He used to be one of the boys. He he was part of the locker room with all of us, but now he's got his own locker room. I don't know what's going on with him. And then Kalisto was there with, with, a, with a fedora on. And, yeah. then, and then he left. And then Kevin just carried on his promo. And I was like... What was that? Why was, hmm? Why was he there? Yeah, I, it feels a bit a lot like those Shelton Benjamin promos, which is just <laughs> <Yeah>. him going, <laughs> and then it didn't come to anything. Obviously, are we just going to have Kalisto turning up with this? Just, I, I would have loved it if Kevin had just turned on and punched him, and then he'd just gone down and like, right, okay, that's that's better than him just walking in with a hat on. Yeah, it's it's Kalisto, but he's got a new hat, and he and he didn't know what a fedora was, despite the fact he was wearing a fedora. I was like, yeah, what's the punchline here? I'm very confused. Um, it almost felt like he wasn't supposed to be there, like he just walked into a into a shot without realizing that they were filming the segment. So then he was just there, and Kevin was like, "Oh hey, I like your hat." And he was like, "Okay," and then walked hey, off. Like, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't, you might, you've been forgiven for thinking that, but the fact that he was wearing a fedora on top of his mask makes you think, "Oh no, this is something someone thought would be really funny." Maybe uh, yeah. backstage, and it, uh, it was, or, or it was kind of right. Uh, roster, we need someone to wear a fedora and walk into a shot. Well, I'll do it. Yeah. It, I don't know. Whatever. We've spent far too long talking yes. about Kalito's hat. Uh, Otis comes up to Kevin Owens to two fist bump, and they say they're going to win in the main event. Uh, we got another Pat Patterson tribute video, and then we got Sasha Banks and Carmella sitting down for a sit-down interview, and they got some story. Finally. It's been quite a while, but finally they've got some story. It's not just them attacking each other. Um, and I thought the story makes sense as well. I thought that the actual back and forth with them at the start actually felt quite natural. They were like cutting each other off at very natural points. It felt very kind of like fluid. They were making valid points that their characters would make. And then Carmella, the actual like crux of what was going on was Carmella essentially saying that I walked into this job and I'm already better than you with like half the training you spent your entire life wanting to be a wrestler and pouring your blood, sweat and tears into it. And you've worked really hard to be here. I didn't have to work hard at all. And now I'm here. Look where I am. I'm amazing. And I was like, that actually makes perfect sense for both their characters. Because with the constant reminders of Eddie Guerrero being Sasha Banks's hero and stuff like that, you, you understand that Sasha Banks is a longtime wrestling fan. And with Carmella's current character, you can honestly believe that she just kind of like 
waltzed into the job. It 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 works. It's simple and it works. It does work until you remember that Carmella isn't better than uh, Sasha Banks at all. Yeah, but um, she's a heel. She's allowed to think she's better. Yeah, I know. I know that. But uh, yeah, no, I. I, yeah, I, I very much doubt that Carmella's going to walk away next, uh, well, we're, we're on the 20th um, yeah. at TLC with the belt. But yeah, at least at least they are doing their best to justify why she's acting like she is, uh, which is always good. A justified heel is always better, yes. uh, even if their justification is just that I'm a heel, therefore I think I'm better. Yeah. But it makes sense for her. She's always like, I'm glamorous. I'm amazing. Everyone loves me. I'm the best, which is fine. That's her, her gimmick. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Street Profits uh, backstage. Uh, we got the Murphy and Corby match after this. Uh, and then we got uh, Street Profits backstage cutting a promo on no one. Um, they were literally just like cutting a promo, but to each other. And no one else was mm-hmm. there. I was like, why are you doing a promo? This is weird. Um, and then uh, Bobby Roode comes in and says, we're better than you. And then Cesaro comes in and goes, no, me and Shinsuke are better than you. And then they all go, blah, 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 blah. And then the segment ends. I was like, what was this? this, Well, this this was SmackDown going, we do have tag teams, we promise. Yeah. And that was it. Um, Two Franken teams. I know they've both been sort of together now and then for quite a while. One, but only, and now that the Forgotten Sons are there, there's only two like i would say proper tag teams who were always a tag mm-hmm. team who were always tag team wrestlers um yeah. which and there's not an issue with that i mean obviously like some of the best teams in the, in the history have been franken teams but uh yeah i just don't really care about yeah this but we'll see. and the the audacity because i was actually awake while the segment was on and i was just scrolling twitter and i saw the tweet from the wwe account being like smackdown's tag team division's really heating up i was like no it isn't but this this would all be sold if they announced that it's going to be uh a six man well like a a, a, a triple threat tag ladder match at tlc i'll watch yeah. that and be happy yeah totally i think it'd be great um, then we got another uh, Pat Patterson tribute video, and then we got the main event, which was Otis and Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. Um, and someone I really liked for this one was, as has always been the highlight for the past like two months of amazingness that's happened, uh, is Jay Uso selling this so so well. Uh, he came out after Otis and, and KO, and when he was on the stage, he was getting hyped up, kept looking back, waiting for Roman. It's like. And then his look back has kind of got longer and then a little bit longer. And then he starts walking down the ramp and he's still kind of looking back. And then there's just a moment where he just goes, oh, God, because he knows that Roman's not coming out. And I was like, that is brilliant. I love it for so many reasons. One, for Jay selling and also because it still paints Jay as a babyface because now he's at a two on one disadvantage, which I loved, by the way, because you're still su- supposed to still be rooting for Jay. You understand that. He's being manipulated and the stuff he's doing, he's doing against his will and stuff like that. It makes perfect sense. I love it. But then eventually, I'll say as well, really liked Otis in this match. I thought he came out looking really strong to to start with because he did not mess around with any of the comedy stuff. He just started chucking Jay around and just started punching him. Hit hit like this massive clothesline on him and stuff. And I was like, great. Some fire from Otis. Love it. Eventually, Roman comes out 
joins him on the on the side and just before he gets attacking he goes and beats up otis and destroys him with the steps on the outside wipes out otis for the entirety of the rest of the match so as soon as roman comes out now that the numbers have flipped it's now a two-on-one advantage against kevin owens and i was like that is so good because you had the psychology before of Jey Uso being the underdog, but as soon as Roman's on his side, suddenly they're the really dominant threat against the one person. That it, it I loved it. It was great. It was great, but why wasn't that a DQ? <laughs> There's a question. Why wasn't it a DQ? Because, okay, the steel steps have never been a DQ, like ever. If someone chucks someone into the steel steps, that's not a DQ. But people are under the assumption that if you actually take the steel steps and hit mm. them with it, that's a DQ. Also, follow-up question. If you put someone through the commentary table, not a DQ. If you put them through a regular table, that's a DQ. If you throw someone into one of the commentary chairs, not a DQ. If you take a chair and throw it at someone, that's a DQ. I don't yeah. understand the rules. I, I guess. I guess it's... If it's uh, I, the table one doesn't make sense, but if it is an inanimate object that you're that's just there and you throw someone into it, like you've just pushed them, they're the one hitting the thing. But if you are holding the thing and you make that hit the person, if you're the one, it's like that kind of subject object thing, isn't it? So if the object that you've got, you 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 use the object on a human that's a DQ. But if you use the human on an object, that's not a DQ. Follow-up question. What if you trap someone's hand between the steel steps and the ring and then you kick the steel steps? Why isn't that a DQ? Because you cause the... that You are the person... No, wait, why is it not a DQ? Mm-hmm. Why is it DQ? not? Because it's not a DQ. <sighs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. See, see, see I didn't realise I was on this podcast with Bruce Pritchard. Um, yeah. They're... Trying. It, it 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 doesn't make sense and to be honest i'm kind of overthinking why it doesn't because for a long time dqs in wwe have not made a lick of sense and this i think just looked really cool if they're gonna say it's not a dq for this week sure whatever it's not a dq fine and like i said i was willing to overlook it because there was so much other good stuff going on with the whole the psychology of the match i think was done perfectly with Jay being the underdog and then flipping as soon as Roman came out to make them to a uh, two-on-one advantage, which was great. Kevin Owens looked great as the underdog trying to fight back. And then there was a point where uh, the two of them kind of assault Kevin Owens, one from the front, one from the back. Jay goes up for a, a splash and Roman tells calls him down and says, no, I'm supposed to finish this match, get down here and tag in. But that kind of time frame allowed Kevin Owens to come back. But then Roman just lost patience. He just got inside without the tag got the guillotine on Kevin Owens and referee called for the DQ, Um, which is fine. Again, it's another DQ finish, but it makes sense. I like it in the context of the story. I don't mind these DQ finishes when they make sense. There is a way to do a DQ finish. There is a reason DQ finishes exist. And this is one of them. It fits with the story. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Absolutely. I really, really enjoyed the, the match, all the kind of, like it was a great match, but it was also a brilliant angle. Like that, that's mm. that's that's you don't get that a lot. Um, and the finish, the the kind of post match was awesome as well with all the chair shots. Um, and it yeah, once again, it was that whole 
when the, when Roman suddenly turned on Jay after they were wailing on Owens with the chair. You should probably explain what that is for people who haven't seen the show. Sorry. Yeah, right. So after the match, <laughs> uh, Owen, uh, Ray, Ray, Roman and Jay start <laughs> wa- both start wailing on, on Owens with a chair. Um, and it looks like this is kind of like full heel. Like we are, we're just going to smash you up. Like it looked like Roman had kind of gone, look, I gave you the disadvantage at the start, but now we're back as a team. And then Roman just turns and just starts destroying Jay. And it once again, it's that uncomfortable kind of, you deserve this. You mm-hmm. know you deserve this. And I fully expect Jay to come out next week and go, I deserve that. Yeah. I was an, I was an idiot. Not to come yeah. out and go, Roman, why are you hitting me? It'll be, yeah, yeah it'll, it will be, yeah, I, I deserve that. I am, I, I, I disrespect I stepped out him. of line. I stepped out of line. I mean, yeah, I I love it. I just really like it's, it. Let, that was, yeah, this was the second point on the show where I just got really uncomfortable because I was like, oh, this is, whew, this is get getting on that, that borderline there. And it's just like a bit after when he just start, he finishes hitting Jay with the chair, kind of grabs Jay, gets him closer to Owens, goes down, grabs Owens's beard to cut a, a promo in his face. And his other hand is just crushing Jay's face into the mat. And I was like, Oh my god, that's amazing! Like, it's just the tiny little things that make this rain stuff perfect, and it's so good. Cut a really vicious promo against Owens as well about how he's going to take it. He's going to take his manhood. Mm, yeah, uh, he's going to take his livelihood and all that stuff at TLC, which is really good. Um, and that was how they, they ended the show. Overall. I thought it was a good show. Um, there was lots of positives to take out of it. I like the fact that Carmella and Banks have now got some actual story. Um, I like the, the obviously, the J-Roman KO stuff has been great. Always the highlight of SmackDown. Blake and Cutler coming out with Corbin, I'm optimistic about. I hope it's it's going to be good. Uh, the uh, Pat Patterson tribute stuff, which took up a lot of the show, was really heartwarming and nice and great. I like Biggie's new music and his get-up. The only real big negative I've got was Bailey tapping to Natalia and Sammy getting pinned, but that's less of one because it's already happened before. But Bailey tapping to Natalia was the one kind of big one, so I had to rate this a three out of four. Yes, I think three out of four is uh, is pretty fair. Yeah, you, you get a point knocked off for Natalia winning anything, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, three out of four. Uh, good show. We got one more, no, two more episodes of SmackDown uh, before TLC. Yep. So, yeah, really interested to see how they continue to build all of these feuds, really. Yeah, exactly. I'm super into Reigns-Owens right now. I think it's going to be a great match. And also the build is hopefully going to be just as great as it has been so far. It's going to be awesome. So we've actually got, believe it or not, four emails to get through today. Andy, crazy stuff. Uh, first one here comes from Four. Ethan. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's a hell of a delay on the audio there. Yeah, that, thanks, Andy, for that. His internet's been playing up all day today, um, but that's fine. I mm. uh, got yeah. first email here from Ethan, uh, who sends in a snack lash to say, Hey, Pete and Andy, greetings from Australia. Uh, next time you have mm. KFC, you should try chucking some of your potato and gravy on your burger or twister of choice. I did this once after running out of chips to dip, and then it became a thing I do every time I get myself a Zinger box. Regards, Ethan. 
I don't see that being too bad. I think that's probably quite nice. See, there is a thing I believe called the famous. But how how bad is this? How bad is my blade? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to take keep talking, bad. Pete, and then you wait, and then you wait a few seconds. Um, there, I think there is a thing in America called like the famous something, which is like gravy and mash potato and chicken or something like that and it looks amazing and i've always wanted to try it but they just don't do it over here so i don't think that's like that's like one of those things that you might not do normally but like it's not a weird thing to do so while it is a, a concoction I, I wouldn't call it a snack clash as such because it's not like oh when i've got a burger i just dip it in my coke yeah yeah that, and that would be weird. Um, but we've got uh, uh, something that you mentioned last week. It's, do you know what this uh, is like? That what's it? What's this like? This is like when then they do when there's a, a news anchor who is interviewing someone who's not in the same country as them, <laughs> yeah. and then they have to wait about six seconds before the guy goes, "Yeah, okay, I got that." Uh, that's exactly what it's like. This is going to be a um, mess, isn't it? This is going to be awful. Uh, <laughs> the um. Uh, two seconds. Hold on. Sorry, I'm getting Discord messages while I'm recording. How dare they? Uh, but something you mentioned last week, uh, Andy, that I did not agree with was the spellings of people's names because they're people's names. You can't tell them how they're supposed to be spelt. Anyway, we've got a couple of emails about that. Got one here from Headmaster Jonathan Headman, who emails in mm. all the time. Says, hello, Pete and Andy. I hope you're awesome as always. Keep on walking, Andy. You're kicking so much butt. Uh, anyway, I have two name stories for you. First, I agree. Jonathan, spelled J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, is the proper way to spell my name. Not Jonathan with an H at the start. Not uh, Jonathan with O's or Jonathan with a mixture of an H and A's and O's. They're weirdly spelt but yeah you get it uh it took 20 years before i was able to find personalized items in the store with my name spelled properly uh sad thing as a kid my parents bought me a spider-man light switch plate that uh had my name spelled wrong but crossed out with marker so it was spelled right um second story yeah here we go second story this one's great about 18 years ago people were harassing me about when i was going to find a girl to settle down with and get married to etc i was sick of hearing about it so i created a fictional girl named amy spelt a-i-m-i-e-e just so what? people would shut up yeah i ended up getting broken up by her via email flash forward 10 years i was actually dating a girl named amy spelt a-i-m-i-e-e and she broke up with me via text. So my question for you both is what uh, was what I said a lie in the past or was I doing uh, uh, the, was I doing another one of my freaky future telling things since it did technically happen eventually? Yes, I sometimes can tell the future, just don't realize it at the time. Anyway, take care. Love you and jam that jam. It's a lot to so, wait, Sorry, I, I'm still I'm still hooked up on Jonathan with only O's in it. Well, it's. No, Who's so Jonathan? Like, yeah, no. So, so it's like, it's it's jo Jonathan. So there's Jonathan. an A in the middle. Oh, Jonathan. Yeah, there's an A in the middle, but so it's like uh, O at the start and the end, or with an H with A's, or with an H with O's. 
Um, there's lots of different I mean, variations. Frankly, the moment you saw the spelling of that girl's name, you should have run for the hills. I mean, she was clearly a <laughs> psychopath. Uh, who on earth? I mean, I, I, I would have, I would have stopped if it was A I M I E. But the fact mm-hmm. that her psychotic parents added an extra <laughs> e on the end, I mean, that's that is like, I mean, I, I realize I'm radical or Irish people psychotic. Yeah, you that are. Is Irish levels of unnecessary vowels. Yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, actually no, I, I was about to say well, my my brother's dating an Irish girl, and her name is like six letters long, and there are about eighteen vowels in it. Um, yeah, so, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, um, I, I, we... I, I, oh, I understand. I, I do get the uh, the parent thing. Um, although, why it's not a name issue for my twenty fifth birthday, my dad thought it'd be nice to post a tweet a picture of my uh, like me as a as a baby on my uh, on my Twitter uh, profile. Um, I then messaged him afterwards saying, "That's not me. That's." That's my brother. Um, he, to be fair, <laughs> all babies do look the same. Yeah. Um, you just have to pretend they're cute. Hey, some babies are cute. Some babies are cute, and some babies are hideous, and you just still have to go. Oh, lovely. Oh, cute. Oh, wow. What a what an interesting face. Yeah. Uh, we've got another email here. Thank you for that one, uh, Jonathan. We got another one here regarding names uh, from Jack, <clears throat> who says. Um, well, the, the subject of the email is Pete and Andy slash Andy spelled A N D E E Smackdown slash Smockdoon review. So you can tell it's going to be a good one. Uh, he says, "Hey Isn't guys, Smockdoon it's, ja- what it's, it's in Scotland." <laughs> yes. Uh, hey guys, it's Jack the Moist Sensation here. I don't know about that name, but sure, go ahead. First time writer, so I'll try to be brief. Uh, I'm not sure I'm writing to the right address. I'm 30 and confused. You are writing to the right address. Uh, I really enjoy your show and found myself laughing hysterically at Andy's disdain for naff names or the spelling thereof and Pete's incredulous response. My wife's name is Elisa, spelt E-L-I-S-A, and is constantly getting her name mispronounced. What is your take? Is her name spelt correctly? Is she really called Eliza with a Z? Is or is it a crud name? Keep jamming that jam. P.S. Unchopular opinion sounds like excellent segments. There you go. See, well, Elisa's not a real name anyway. It's just one of those ones that people make. <laughs> their, parents, their, their, their parents make up. Uh, it feels like they were watching Frozen and went, well, we can't call her Elsa. <laughs> um, so we'll call her Elisa. Or maybe... Here's my uh, here's my theory. Maybe her dad or her mum was a Spanish bank manager, mm-hmm. and they, and one of the, she got so the dad got a call, say, oh, darling, the baby's coming, and he was looking at a sheet which said El Isa on it, um, and he was like, aha, well, I know exactly what the name is going to be. Um, <laughs> that, is that was my link. Um, but that's but genuinely was, terrible. Uh, but. I, I would, I would. I think Elisa is the correct way to. If if you're going to pronounce that name, I think Elisa is the correct way because I, I would say Eliza yes. would be with a Z. Exactly. Um, yes. There's all two different names. Is either Brit is either British or Australian because he used the word naff. Um, yes. So I'm I'm very much assuming that he is even from around uh, this area. 
I mean, yeah, my, exactly. my girlfriend's name, which will remain uh, anonymous, uh, is an unusual, is a very unusual way of spelling that name. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's used like, it's a very common name from where, where she's, where she's from, but it, hers is like a completely unique spelling. But it, is this just but, your way of shooting on your girlfriend? Is this what it is? Are you just call? Is it this entire segment just you calling? No, her no, no, out? no, 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 <laughs> not at all. Because I didn't know that her name was so common in the other spelling, so I only knew that her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I've got five friend friends called this, and they're all spelled in this other way." Um, but yeah, <laughs> screw you, girlfriend. Yeah, um, but speaking of Spanish. Uh, that mm. transitions nicely into our, our last email of the day here from Corey saying, Hi, Andy and Pete. I've recently encountered my own Datsun World problem. Now, as most people that listen to the Saturday podcast know, mm. it's actually the Friday podcast, Luke is learning Spanish. Now, apparently, this gives him the audacity to roll his R's. But Andy rolls one R and everyone reacts like it's the end of the world. All Andy's doing is adding some fun to Patreon names, or perhaps Andy's learning Spanish and he's keeping it quiet. Point of the problem, if Luke can roll his R's, so can Andy, your loyal follower and member of the Swaft, the Swaft under, Corey. P.S. You guys are the best duo by encouraging fan email themes like this. Thanks, Corey. But you're wrong. I mean, I I completely agree. Uh, I mean, the reason I started uh, to learning to roll my R's was because when I was a teenager, I thought it'd be really cool to learn uh, uh, Italian opera songs. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, it is, it is cool. Um, uh, but you've got to understand that the, the hierarchy here at, at Wrestle Talk is that Luke and Ollie can do what they like, but if someone else does it, you know, then it's uh, then, then they'll just uh, persecute the, you for, for the rest of your life. The, the whole rolling R's thing was a legitimate thing, though. Like, because from for, for those who who have only uh, got into Wrestle Talk in the last like year or so, uh beforehand you know back when we were in the office we used to do our, our our live streams in the uh in the studio and we uh we had uh, a producer who was sitting with the two that were doing the podcast who would read out the uh the donations and the super chats that came in at the time uh, it started off being andy who was there doing it and People got so mad that Andy was rolling his R's when he started uh, announcing people for the patron shouts and the super chats and stuff as well that they legit kicked off and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> this is not to good." Be fair, to be fair, Ollie didn't like it, and then people kicked off. It, it, yeah, it, I think it was started by Ollie. And speaking of Ollie, I've got a Dax World problem. Oh, here we go. Um, Maybe a quick one because we're going over time already. It is. Uh, he, <laughs> have you noticed? that no one knows when things are happening like our secret santa was next is is next tuesday <laughs> they're all getting our presents next tuesday yeah and no one knew when it was and but ollie knew when it was because ollie mentioned it very briefly in a meeting which only like four or people were in and then it was like and then then he was surprised that no one knew about it <laughs> Because that's what happens every single meeting. Was Ollie will say something and then go, "Well, that's that's out in the that's out in the world now. Everyone's going to know about it." And then it comes to the day and we go, "I had no idea this was happening at all because no one told me." Because but because the only person who said it was Ollie in a meeting with three people in it. We've got a team of like twelve people who need to know this thing. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't know you didn't know." He's like, "How was I supposed to know?" 
Anyway, that's Andy Datsun shoots on Ollie Davis's <laughs> stick that on planning planning techniques. <laughs> and also, I've got an advent calendar, and it's only stupid coffee chocolates. I've bought this posh advent calendar for myself, and it's only coffee chocolates, and I hate coffee chocolates. So if anyone wants an advent calendar, let me know. Andy at WrestleTalk.com. And also, uh, give me money donating. I'm still walking. Uh, at, uh, go to my Twitter, at Andy, uh, that's WT, or uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Andy hyphen 500 and help me get to my target. I'm just over halfway there, uh, and I'm just under halfway there with the walk. So thank you very much to everyone who has donated. And keep doing it because I need more money or I'll stop walking. No, I won't stop walking, but thank you very much. Just to clarify, if this is the first time you're hearing this, this is for charity. This isn't Datsun walking yeah. for money. <laughs> this isn't just, <laughs> please give me money. <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm, I'm raising money for a, a charity which supports orphanages and homeless people uh, in uh, Southern Asia. So, yes, please do support if you can. If you can't, no worries. But thank you to everyone who has. Yes. Well, thank you very much to all of you for listening as well. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, with another episode of the Smackdown podcast as we're getting closer to TLC. Um, yeah, and check out all the rest of the WrestleTalk podcast coming this week as well. I have been uh, Pete. I've been joined by Andy. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Stay safe. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.